<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Sorry I was a little late. I'm uh, My latest fight with the landlord uh, <gasps> is... I do. I do love this place. It's going to it's going to really take a lot to get me off this property. And goddamn, they're trying. But um, they the corner property. So it backs up to our backyard has just like invasive grapevines growing up and over since last year, which are now overtaking all of the beautiful landscaping mm-hmm. in my yard, killing it because it can't get any sunlight. And it's grapes, and that's toxic to dogs, which mm-hmm. I have two of. Full on fucking, it's a winery in my backyard. I left, I'm like, it's killing all of your, you know, like, where you're like, don't you care? I mean, like, you should care about my dogs, right? But don't you care about your like, like $100,000 landscaping venture, which is being crushed? All you have to do is call the city, and they won't do it. And they fight me, and they just go, send a photo. And then they yeah, always call, they say what? What'd you they, say? They just What'd always go. They always go send a photo. Oh, send a photo. Send a photo. You're like, so I sent a selfie and they did nothing. Yeah, so exactly. can't you call? Wait, can't you call the city as a renter? I'm con- well. Like- I'm going. I'm going to, but it's also like, wow. Um, I'm I'm gonna, which is like, this is the whole thing. It's like I am the mom in this situation, even though they're all homeowners, but they're, they're slumlords. They're fucking by the book slumlords with just a really, really nice property. Um, and it's just this, this just like rabbit hole of fury that I go down every time I speak with them. And one of these days we're just going to have to have a weird offshoot episode where we just complain about landlords um, <laughs> instead of the service industry. I have a, I have, I'm going through something similar. Oh no. Even with the new cool situation. I haven't even hung up a painting yet. Like I'm just like, it's hard for me to settle. I'll say, but my landlady is super ornery and yet she just like showed up. Anyway, I saw I her going like into my apartment. <laughs> Oh, that's not normal. I know I had work done in the morning. They came and glazed my sink and she thought I was gone, I think, because I said, oh, I'll go stay somewhere. And then I saw her and her boyfriend standing outside with like giant soft drinks. And I didn't recognize her. And I go, that's my apartment. And she was like, it's just me. (laughs) But like, she didn't tell me she was going in there or anything with this guy. I was just like, I don't Uh... like it. Uh, Brooke, we have great finds, as you know, oh, yeah. and they're not going to go away anytime soon. All I will say is you can just, you can like 
right now all the grapes are starting to form they're just mm-hmm. little babies so i'll just i just go out and like pluck them as they, i can't reach them oh. i can't reach them i'll i'll send photos i'll send yeah, you send the a same photo yeah send, send a photo, a photo. Oh boy, you guys. Wow. Well, this is Sidework Podcast. Uh, this is not the landlord uh episode, but it's a nice uh, I don't a know. Precursor, a, tease, a precursor, a precursor to, if you will, one in the future. Um, That's the opposite yeah, of a service long. industry. Being a landlord yeah. is the opposite of hospitality. Uh, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. Um, I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi guys, I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And joining us today for the first time, even though we've wanted her for a minute, is very funny, very talented host of In Your Hands podcast, Lizzie oh Cooperman. Hi guys. <laughs> It's true. I when when Brooks, you know, we'd like have a list and you were on it. I was like, why hasn't she been on before? But here we are. Everything happens for a reason. You guys. I love it. I truly feel it. Ah. (laughs) Um, Just up top, you guys. Have you given us a rating or review? Are you subscribed to Sidework Podcast? It's been over three years. And if you haven't, (laughs) you should fucking do it because it's so fun and Everybody should do it. Think about it as like the anti-Yelp and just go write good reviews, you know? Right, Brooke? Should oh we God. say that? Mm-hmm. It's it's the opposite of being a Karen, everyone. It is <laughs> it is the right thing. What do we decide? What are like It's the- Karen with a C. K Yeah, it's C A R I N G. Apostrophe. It's being a Karen. Yep, Karen. And while you're in there, just check out in your hands. Why not? Why not drop a few extra stars? Oh, yeah, yeah, and subscriptions. Oh, I remember, or being a Narek, which is like a throwback <gasps> to Watcher in the Woods, which is Karen spelled backwards. Yes, being Narek, I was not obsessed a Karen. with that yeah. movie. Yeah, I love Watcher in the Woods. Real good. It's real bizarre. It's real out there. If you guys like other dimensions and teenage weird rituals involving mirrors and blindfolds and Betty Davis, watch that movie. <laughs> This is very Watcher in the Woods because the triangle was a big part of that. Remember three people had to hold hands to channel Betty Davis or whatever. Yeah, or the Karen. Fucking Karen. I do a you know oh, right, right, right. The way the way I view what? us in Zoom is is a is a high rise. Oh yeah. It's easier for my eye line, but that's just me. Totally. Mm. I don't even think about it. But anyway, we got off track. Rate, review, subscribe. Ta-da! Uh, <laughs> Andrea, Andrea, I have a question for Lizzie. Lizzie, okay. have okay. you ever experienced or tried lo-fi aperitifs? They're no. they're beautiful spritz. They're gentian amaro. They're super dry vermouth or they're sweet vermouth. Well, guess what? Mm. We're partnered with lo-fi aperitifs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? A lovely Napa-based, gorgeous botanical. It's 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 aperitifs made by winemakers in Napa. I mean, do I need to say more? Mm-mm. No, I don't. That's really incredible. Think. And I, I just watched Sideways too. Nice. That's so, not you now, <laughs> so you know, so you know, you, you understand, you get it. Um, but we, yeah. we partner with them. We love their beverages. The, the reason 
I've gotten into it is low ABV. So you can have those spritzes. You can have those low impact, lovely cocktails and you're Mm -hmm. not fucking cross-eyed after a few hours of drinking them, which is very nice. Or you can mix them as, you know, your ingredient with really amazing liquors and come up with like very elevated cocktails as well, which adds like a lot of medicinal and um, fruit forward and Amaro qualities. And anyways, floral, if you will, even. Um, And unlike Paul Giamatti in Sideways, this is not one bottle I'm going to sit on. You know what I mean? (gasps) I'm just going to open her up and drink her. I'm not going to let these lo-fi aperitifs be a metaphor for my life that has fallen apart. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Lizzie, we, we're we're pretty sure they don't listen and check how we advertise them because uh, it's getting no, it's more un, it's get getting it. more unhinged love, every time. Look, that's Santa Barbara wine country. That's a whole different beast. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I just I love that it. you said fruit forward. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. love that verb. I'm going to use it in non-wine related conversations. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's very uh, fruit forward. <laughs> You should like use it on like a dating profile and be mm-hmm. like looking for a really fl- fruit forward kind of fun person to spend was, my days with. Yeah, I was going to say you're very <laughs> fruit forward about being fruit forward, you know. So. <laughs> right, right. Ah, uh, but yes, let's all toast a lo-fi aperitif beverage together soon, shall we? All right. Uh, let's jump into some headlines. <laughs> yes. Now, well, I picked these headlines because I loved the content and the concept of what's going on. And then I was like, Jesus Christ, these are like, dude, they're, they were both very long articles. Very read them all <laughs> long and dense. So what I'm going to do is kind of sum it up side work podcast style. But mm-hmm. this first, uh, this first article that popped up in Bon Appetit is about a local California chef who does the practice of researching upcoming reservations and guests online, and he will cancel your ass if he sees a history of misbehavior after they've done some internet stalking. Now, before we unpack all of this, this used to be what a Mater D would do when we right. spoke yes. about Mater Ds. Yeah, and you guys can go over and listen to our Mater D episode of Add-ons. If you're not listening to Add-ons already, it's our bonus content we're doing weekly. The Mater D episode's amazing. Let's continue with the article. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting so good at plugs within content. It's really fantastic. Uh, but basically, this kind of blew up on Twitter again, where everything's blowing up. I mean, now it's owned by Elon Musk. What, what's happening in the world? But essentially, um, the practice of pre-banning guests is is very much celebrated in some ways and obviously can be very problematic in others because what we have seen in the past and we've talked about on, on the program is you have business owners screening based on race and their profiling based on sexual or political orientation. So it can get very tricky and nefarious and that's the bad version of it. So this dude, um, I guess his name is Adam Reiner. No, Michael Mm -hmm. Jones is the chef uh, who's defending the practice. Basically, he's like, listen, you're coming to my house. It's a very curated, small staff, uh, small group of waiters. It's me and my wife. And if I see that you have left 50 reviews, one star, all negative to try and get free comps, I don't want your ass in my place of business. And he does say, on the other hand, though, he also Googles people for a positive reason as well, which is to enhance their experience and to see if they can make it more special, which I think is a slight 
little lie but that's um scary actually right it is yeah you know he talks about like he went to um a restaurant in spain where like they were like is are there things you do like or don't like and they're like oh no we really like everything anything you bring at us is good but then when the menus came they had like obviously been researched because like everything on the menu was that like was like all of their favorite things kind of catered to them and like I kind I what first of all when I read this article I was like what fuck that then I was like oh no no he kind of like I see his side then I was like then I, then I was back to like no this is not good like it's, <laughs> you really ride the wave of like in and out of being on board with this guy but like at the end of the day like uh, just like, why does it all have to be social media based and why do you have to put someone's phone number into a fucking like program that then like brings up whether or not they've like ever said anything shitty or wrote a bad review ever but it's it's fickle but it's almost like what was i saying like speaking of karen's it's like anti-karen software basically is like <laughs> what this guy needs to invent right like an anti-virus like karen software but it's it's really like does it is it going too far right is that the real question I think that's you the say? question here is right is it like and also who has this amount of time in that's what life? i was thinking is God, there like a whole right? fucking team dedicated and again this really hones in like you said on on being a maitre d and this is like being like an out of control major major d situation i'm still stuck on what you were saying brooke that if you write a negative review you get comps <laughs> i'm like thanks for the tip <laughs> and he does go in to say that like look if you leave a negative review that's like act like accurate or like you know like holds water because you know we all know that there's shitty people that like all they do is write negative reviews and that's what they fucking get off on because people just love to put their bullshit out there for the world to read and that's the world we live in you know but he was like, look, if it's if it's arguably like, yes, you had a bad time, like we'll obviously reach out to you and like make it better, you know, which isn't. And that is a platform in Yelp and things provides like you can be like, I'm so sorry you didn't like enjoy your fucking mozzarella sticks as well. You know, it was an off night. Come get more. I don't fucking know. Well, you know, can I say Yelp is like Yelp is the other dangerous side of the coin where we now live in a world where there's people don't recognize the nuance between did they do everything right or is this just not for me? And then if it's just not for you because you're a terrible human, you can then go denigrate an entire business mm -hmm. because it feels good, you know, right. and it actually didn't reflect what was happening. So this is just another symptom of social media and how it's destroying our lives. Totally. But now it's mm. like, you know, now there's fucking you can drag people on open table. You can drag people. on Really? Oh, yeah. You can drag. They ask you to leave their reviews after you die. And like, do you ever get a thing? It's like, tell us I don't review though. and like, mm. um, you know, trip. Advisor, I don't like that's very tacky. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, like you can go leave shitty reviews. You can leave a shitty review like anywhere you want, guys. Right. <laughs> you know what? That like takes away from the artistry. It feels like. I mean, I don't know if restaurants consider, do chefs consider themselves artists? I bet some Absolutely. of them do. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's, I've always had that feeling too when comedy clubs have comment cards. It's like, it's Damn. partly, some people ge like genuinely bomb and aren't that great, but it, it's subjective. Right. And it feels like it, it takes away from the, like artistic well, nature and it's <laughs> it's an experience that's not guaranteed you're watching you know 
art that happens and is dependent on like a bunch of people's moods and timing right. and vibe totally. and all this stuff. And so, yeah, it's just it's it's the the like we said before, the, the biggest form of protest is not going back or word of mouth, but having... <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. Like, do you, can you guys imagine, like, as comics, if you're able to, like, handpick the audience that you have in, like, every single night? If I and- did a Spokio and I ran everyone's numbers and I was like, they are not coming to my show. <laughs> uh, that person yeah, and you didn't laugh what? hard enough at a joke that, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be surprised. Like, you wouldn't be able to pick. No. You wouldn't be able to because sometimes you go into those rooms where you think it's not your thing you know your people and then right. they love you yeah it's i also think that this is like and i know that he claims that he's like protecting his staff and protecting his business and his integrity and like part of it is like whatever if he wants to like truly and he does say that like everybody's for the most part like totally fine this is just kind of like how they do it but everybody for the most part is fine he still does it but how is it different than like what social media is to us it's like this curated fucking experience in a stupid like world we've like all algorithms to like who we like what we see is it, it it's kind of leaning into that right it is right living uh, in your own fucking you know echo ugh. chamber right it, it sounds like he's scared of criticism i mean he needs to do the artist way i know oh no oh there's also <laughs> no i was gonna say i was like he's there's not scared fucking, of criticism a, no he's not there's a story of him like he basically like put somebody refused to put out their cigar and he like sprayed a fire extinguisher in the dude's face <laughs> so this guy's a little erratic uh yeah. to be fair right but, um, now you're making me want to meet him right <laughs> Wow, I'm really swinging back and forth between two extremes right now. <laughs> well, he even talks about like wanting to like in college, he wanted to go to a restaurant where the owner was a famed asshole. And he went there with his date who had a pantsuit on in like 1970 and they had a reservation and they wouldn't seat them because they weren't up to dress code. And that was the thing when they're talking about, well, are you like, are you purposely like denying people entry to your restaurant based upon shit like based this? upon like, one, you know, like one like, trauma in the past? Dress. Yeah. And he's basically, and he had a real pretty woman moment. It's like, I think this is the wrong place for you. Uh, you know, please leave. They were being way too snotty about dress code. And they're saying that they're discriminating people uh, on their behavior only. <laughs> they're like, no, it's just this kind of discrimination. It's just, it's not how they dress. It's not the color of their skin. It's not this. It's like, are they, are they, are they acting appropriately? Behavior. Are they online monsters? Anyways. Anyway, oh do they have someone like watching you from behind I what mean, you think is a mirror, they, but it's a window? They might. <laughs> it's like they a focus might. group. They might. They're watching you. Let's move on. Let's move on to our next article. And again, this is more just to get a, a, a spirited debate because we've got an IPA loving and a non-IPA loving uh, human in the in the chat right now. Lizzie, what is your stance on an IPA or beer drinking at all? Okay. I like a lager. Mm-hmm. Or a pilsner. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. I am, okay. I'm a German bitch. What can I say? Okay. You know? Give um, me, yeah. Give me that I, Mexican lager. As I do mm. love IPA, but like something has happened to my body and I can't drink beer anymore. And so that's, okay. it, it like it's like officially destroying me. Well, that's okay. <laughs> so here's what's happening. Basically, salon.com had an article pop up that's more or less like we are experiencing IPA fatigue backlash. Because, <laughs> and backlash. But IPA is IPA. kind of <laughs> IPA fatigue. Because they're they are just 
continuously going so hard to <laughs> mm-hmm. out IPA the latest IPA. It's a double IPA, and they're mm-hmm. doubling down on a destroying. Dipa. Yeah, a dipa mm-hmm. on uh, which people, by the way, and again, I do have to remember because I'm not a, a a beer drinker, but a a dipa double IPA. When people walk into a bar and see that on menus, we hear all the time from bartenders that people order IPAs and DIPAs. Oh, IPAs and you're and like, Deepas. oh, mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. whoops, yikes. Get your mm-hmm. shit together and order an IPA. Yeah, but IPA. Can I tell you, I don't know technically what it is. An India what? Pale Ale. India, India Pale Ale. Which, so so oh. it's a pale ale. So this all go dates back to colonization. <laughs> mm. British colonization when they took over India. They would ship the IPAs um, from 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 England to India, and in order to preserve them, they would overhop the beer because hops act as a preservative, and then they would make the sea journey down to India, and then everybody would be merry and drink drinks. You know, it's right. just it's yeah. So that's so that's where the IPA came from and then you i am know, so deeply impressed right now like thank, thank you, you for sharing this rich oh, history yeah. oh, it's in the sure. article um so it's but- india pale ale um <laughs> but no well, i actually knew that already i know um, i did but the I extra did. hops and the fermentation and all these flavors are what make it in my mind a less quaffable less easy drinking beer but it's kind of carved out these people in the world who are like i am here for the challenge i'm gonna yeah. wrestle my palate into submission and i'm Fuck, this is so good. And they're like trying to, you know, not choke while they're drinking an IPA. I like the flavor profiles. That's why I think they're really fun. But I do think there's a fucking hilarious um, comment that was made that IPA IPA actually should stand for if pine cones were alcohol, which is actually makes me laugh. If pine cones were alcohol, that's pretty funny. And now there's IPA fatigue, which is actually what does happen to my body when I drink IPAs now. I just like go, it's, I'm not good for And mm -mm. and the reason it is, is because you'll go any, anytime to any sort of microbrewery, any sort of, you know, craft brewing of some sort. And you're like, fuck, you are not going to find a Pilsner because it's so IPA crazy. And it is really um, exclusionary of people who are like, fuck. I mean, I guess I'm an asshole because I like a Stella Artois. Like, (laughs) like, can I? And even then their Pilsners taste like blue moons and it makes me angry. Um, I just don't like that hop and I don't like that citrus. I would rather have a different drink altogether. I sure, want my, my skunky, lovely, light, golden lager or pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing is people who drink IPAs, it's their fault. It's a very like us versus them mentality of like either you get it or you don't. It's like I am so you guys are full on connoisseurs. We are. And, I mean, it's I just, yeah. I think I feel I like I order whatever's not brown. Yeah, <laughs> right? for sure. Is it? I know. It's I was my like, only requirement. There's a nut brown ale, and then there's a not brown ale. Um, those are both. Yeah, but I mean, I would rather drink a brown ale than an IPA, anyways. But th- there's just a lot of backlash happening, a lot of fights online, which is so funny. And essentially, there's a well-worn joke about people who like. People make liking IPA their entire personality, which we know those people. But now on the flip side of the coin, there are people who make hating IPAs their entire personality is also a thing. And I, boy, I know. Take your fucking man bun and shove your IPA. Oh, Oh, I know. I know. Oh, my God. Is that a man bun drink? Oh, absolutely. Well, it was just a, yeah, it's fine. Like, I like, you know, it's fine. All the people, everybody prefers different things. And, uh, 
I do think there should be more variety, though. I do think it's like crazy when I go into a place like Donnie's Darts Away and there's like just an IPA menu and then like all the rest of the beer. You know, and and I'm going to throw it out there. There needs to be more cider options as well, guys. Fuck your I don't like a hard kombucha. How is that not just an IPA in a way? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost just like it's so like thick and it's I don't know. I think IPAs. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I think sometimes they can have the higher ABV. Also, so you seem to be like, these are the beer drinkers who you're like, have you ever tried liquor? That might really do something yeah, for I mean, you. Yeah, that's the thing about IPAs you're getting- is they're all, they're all so fucking boozy. Yeah, for sure. Brooke, Ugh. what is that last acronym you said? A- uh, ABV. ABV. Oh, okay. Alcohol I keep thinking by boys volume. to men, L- ABC. No, <laughs> ABV, alcohol by volume. Anyway, um, fun. Why? Fun controversial headlines today. Yeah, that's you know. really good. I'm in a mood. Yeah. I'm in a mood. <laughs> I'm in a mood. I went searching in a mood and look what I found. Um, all right. Well, let's let's jump into some server. S- submitted. Up stories. Stories. Okay. Here's uh, a letter that came in. <laughs> this one was mailed to me through the post office. No, it's an email. In response to our episode with Sandra, who we finally started to unpack um, grocery store workers and how it's very similar to the service industry. So here we go. Hey, y'all. No story about delivering pizzas today. Instead, your grocery episode shook loose the memory of my local grocery store lady, Joyce, and the cool way she handled a shitty customer. She's exactly what you picture when you think of a lady who works the checkout at your local grocery store. She's that quiet, no-nonsense lady working the express lane during the morning and afternoon rush. Her kind face with grain hair and glasses was a fixture at the store, and she wore an arm brace for from years of bagging groceries and diligently stocking the cigarettes and tiny bottles of booze behind her counter. Everyone knows Joyce. So, and uh, I think this... Alex, who writes in often, I think he's somewhere in Iowa, so he's in a more rural setting. So one day I was waiting in her line to check out. The customer in front of me was a real douche, talking on his phone, completely ignoring everyone around him. Apparently, he decided it was taking too long to check out and begins to loudly talk about the poor customer service into his phone. After another minute or so of hearing him complain, he finally turns around to the bag boy and said, what's taking you so long? Are you a R word or something? I don't think we say that word on our podcast, but you know what word I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so now there had been rumors around the small town that this bag boy did actually maybe have some mental struggles or disabilities, which is even worse. So all I know is he's never smashed my bread or broke my eggs. And that's as far as I need to be concerned. Joyce, however, went out of her way to right that wrong. She immediately snapped back. That is not how you treat someone providing a service for you. If he's taking too long, maybe you could get off your call and help him rather than be rude. She then shoved his remaining groceries into one single bag before she handed it to him. She said he would have to apologize. The man stood there horrified that someone was actually making him accept the consequences of his actions. After a second, he half mumbled a sorry before taking his groceries and walking out of a store like a dog that's just been scolded. So everyone who witnessed the event told Joyce she was in the right. And before I left, I made sure to look the bag boy in the eyes and say thank you. Just wanted to share a cool story about a badass lady. Everyone, make sure to go out and support your local Joyce. Godspeed and good tips, Alex. Uh, 
That's awesome. What a great story. Uh, have you have you ever in your life messed with a grocery store checkout person? Like never. why? Why? I'm always like, let me help you. Let's do this together. Let's like, how can we all together make this happen? Yeah, for sure. Never. Oh, I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I actually, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Vons and I was like, oh, I forgot to enter my phone number. And the guy goes, too late. What? Yes. And then I so I did ask the manager. I said, okay, is there any way you can like redo this? Sure. Because and it's like different. Lizzie, let okay. me tell you what too. They have the power to just add their code if they're in the mood yeah, too. So that like, that was a clash of moods. Wow. That okay. A, that was a clash of moods. They were they were in a way. Don't get me wrong. They can't right. all be Trader Joe's fucking sociopaths. $7 for Halo Top. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, it's not happening. So expensive I'm now. buying this is because it's on sale. Thank right. you. I I uh, believe I I I back you up there <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's wacky. Um <laughs> so in but, this situation we're talking about this guy was not a Joyce. He was clearly not a Joyce. No, right. no. he was n- nowhere near Joyce. Right. Right. right, right and we're not right. saying every single person who works in a grocery store is an angel, but you're right. just sort of like what why, like how crazy do we need to get about this? The most transactional transaction of all time. Right. You're right. swiping right. and putting things into a bag. It's how right. it goes. There are really no surprises. What can you do? Is it busy at the grocery store? Then right. you went at the wrong time. You and know, we've we we've all been in behind someone who's on their fucking phone while it's happening. While like while like your groceries are being like scanned and like someone's doing the work for you and you're just like talking on your phone while the whole shit's going down. Do you guys ask to help with the bagging? Always. You do? I'm okay. crazy. I just get going. And so we had it confirmed from our friend, even though she has just one voice among many grocery store employees. But we were like, is it obnoxious when you bag your own groceries? She's like, hell no. It's like mm-hmm. one less thing mm-hmm. that I have to do. You know, the repetitive part of it. Um, most people don't f- blink a fucking eye when I start. And then I act like it's a game of Tetris and I'm yeah, crazy. I get off on and it I, fully. I do yeah. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's a weird, uh, especially if there isn't someone there to bag because there aren't really these days, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm like, I'm not going to make the cashier do it if I don't have to. Yeah. The only time it was like a true bummer is when like I would wear like two masks and a shield at the fucking grocery store and I would just be like, <laughs> hear myself breathing like Darth Vader oh the entire time. <laughs> like, just be like, I know. Put it on the bag and get the fuck out of here and like scrambling. That's the only I have time noticed that I, to the tunnels. Like, <laughs> I've noticed lately there's the hand sanitizers are starting to disappear. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was like a regular thing. And now I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm just punching in willy nilly. I We're need just, I need a pump. That happened to me in Gelson's the other day. I like turned I like walked in and I was like, hey, wait a I had to like walk around the corner and it was like down the a little bit mm. further. But I was just like, huh. It's not just like, where's my big old, where's, where's the huge gallon <laughs> pump? <laughs> I, I, You're like, and Gelson's charges $9.99 a squirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, That boy. place is expansive. <laughs> but anyways, let's give it up for the choices of the world. Absolutely. She is, she is there to protect her fellow coworkers. And I would not cross a Joyce if I were you because the community will rise up to cast you out of the town should you be rude to Joyce. And uh, this this guy got got, uh, shamed out of there. 
let's hop into the next story. Hi, my friends. It's me, Emily. I'm from small town, Virginia. I've written a few times. One was the old man telling me I was a dumb millennial woman who needed to stop talking while he was on his way to church. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one. Church um, crowds are the worst. Plus some confessionals. Uh, but I've been catching up on some episodes and they keep reminding me of stories. So, so many stories. I'm bouncing back and forth and somehow I missed episode 148 where I missed the call for weird things overheard on a first date. Oh my God, have I got one for y'all. So I was working at the rooftop bar on a Saturday, probably like 3 p.m. in the summertime. It was so hot and humid as hell. Is this you, Andrea, or is this the letter? Oh, this is the letter. Isn't she good? Okay, I saw a shift and I was like, I don't know if this is you going. Do I, I really have one can to the spirit. <laughs> I do. I do a pre-read. Um, okay. Okay. So she, pra- she practices her stories like the moth. Like she's totally off <laughs> In book. the mirror. Yeah, it's totally true. So, uh, so this couple walks up and looks around and decides to sit at the bar. Immediately, the lady went to the bathroom and the guy told me that this was their first meeting and first date. So I kind of chatted about downtown for a bit to like, you know, but kept a good distance so they could get to know each other. At one point, say maybe two to three drinks each, the lady's phone rings and she sits uh, there next to him for a second and then suddenly looks more serious and she walks away to finish the phone call. When I did dishes, the sink was right in front of me uh, and or right in front of them. So I was doing dishes when she walks back in. He asks if everything is okay, and she says that her friend was in an accident in downtown D.C. where she hit a person. (laughs) And then reiterated that she hit a person with her car, but the person was walking. Uh, The guy's eyes bulged out, and I could tell that he was like, well, if you want to leave the date, you know, and go help your friend, that's kind of an intense story. But no, she stayed. She stayed for the date. We asked if she needed to go help her friend again or call her. And she was like, nah, she can handle it. <laughs> so what? Um, so it wasn't a play to leave the date, which that's kind of what it sounded like. Right. No, she was just kind of a shit friend, basically. <laughs> She said this friend was a close friend, too. Jesus. Uh, Yeah. The rest of the date was very awkward with her trying to still text and be on a date. Oh, boy. And they proceeded to get accidentally really drunk. And I wonder where they are now. Thanks for reading my story. I'll have another one uh, that I'm writing that has to do with a random police chase through my restaurant. (laughs) I can't wait to tell you guys. Talk soon. Much love. Emily. Um. I Good mean, story. That's, that's hilarious. You know, usually it's just we'll get people writing in saying, you know, they overhear p- first dates at the bar all the time and just all the classic mistakes of like a mm-hmm. woman on a first date being like, these are how many children I want. I expect to be married and you will earn the, the money, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, this has everything like like mm. she revealed without saying it that she's a bad friend and a bad person. Yeah, this is this is like this is like I expect to see this like at an SNL sketch. I'm just saying this story. (laughs) You guys, sorry. I just thought I muted because I was going to sneeze. And then I realized I wasn't muted and the sneeze went away. I didn't. This miraculous (laughs) Rube Goldberg of allergies. (laughs) I feel you. Oh, my God. Uh, but yes, I just, this, the antics couldn't, I don't know. I think she was like, I'm fine, but also I'm not fine and I'm distracted and like, what a weird, that's a weird one. Well, this also sounds like 
Okay. Probably someone in their 20s who really, mm, in their priority list, getting drunk and getting laid is way at the top instead of leaving and helping a friend. I'm not going to let a little. Did she run? Did she hit and run? Or it seemed like she had it under control. The cops, you know, like. I think it all came down to the fact that the pedestrian was still walking, like able to get on their feet and, and move around. So she's like. I'm sure she's fine. This person yeah. isn't bleeding out. She's fine. He's not dead. I'm still horny. I'm just going to go with this. <laughs> I'm going to get another Deepa. That <laughs> uh, could be. Uh, uh. Well, Emily. Oh, there's nothing like drinking a double, double, a double IPAs on a first date and going and boning. That sounds like the worst idea in the whole you, world. You would be just full. So just bloated. Fucking IPA sloshing around your fucking gut. and. <laughs> It's really weird to think back to when I used to, uh, like, get beer wasted and hook up. Mm-hmm. Very different mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. They're both—they're all dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I, um, like, I, like when I drink alcohol, I I am a high achiever. Like when I'm drinking liquor, I'm like I can get that guy. <gasps> when I'm full of beer, I'm like yeah, I'll go home with with Randy. I'll go with that guy. <laughs> I'll just make sure and leave tonight or early in the morning before the beer. <laughs> gut bomb sets off and I have to take a gross right. shit. Exactly. Um, <laughs> wow, that is a, an interesting distinction. <laughs> it could be true. I could be making it up, but it you feels know, that I feel way. that. Yeah. I feel like that that is mm-hmm. correct. Tequila mm-hmm. makes me hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope you're drinking tequila too because then I also become hot. But when, mm-hmm. as long as I believe I'm hot, I'm going to fool you into uh, making out with me. So... Well, yeah, that's yeah. Self-confidence is great, man. (laughs) Anyway, you guys, great stories this week. Thank you for sending them our way. Uh, Emily's going to send more. Alex always sends awesome stories. Please, you guys, if anything has inspired you from these stories or if you've been sitting on a story, if you want to send us, uh, send them over to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Love it. I'm Love such it. a dork. <laughs> you're, you're in rare form today, Andrea. Yeah. Um, it's good. All right. So, y'all, that was the time in the episode when we focus on our special guests, uh, Lizzie Cooperman, who, listen, 
there are other reasons we could have booked her. She's fun. She's talented. She's a quote unquote musician, question mark. Um, <laughs> she says that about herself. So we don't have to. <laughs> Wait, I did. I, I will never say that about myself ever. That's uh, so funny. Um, she does. She owns a keyboard, right? right? So she uses yes. a keyboard. Mm-hmm. I have six. I just emptied out my storage space wow. and I did a little test. Are they all working? Do you need to get rid of any? One of them, I accidentally, I went to New Mexico during the pandemic, as I've told you, Brooke, mm-hmm. but I drove back. I had a refrigerator full of condiments that was in my trunk <laughs> with my piano. I just it was just like, you can't just throw away condiments. It's a lot <laughs> of money to, to restock them. Yeah, it's like a full <laughs> bottle of mustard. I'm not just going to be like, okay, like, I let don't know. Let go so and I let God. Like, yes. <laughs> So, and it was only a 12 hour drive. So I put them all in my back seat and the sriracha, a bottle of sriracha must've squirted out all over. And I opened my trunk and I was like, there's blood on my piano. <laughs> Which then you're like, wait, pull over. Where's my notepad? I have to write this whole album right now. I was like, that's an album title. Blood on blood on the piano. <laughs> Tori, move over crazy. Tori Amos. Oh boy. <laughs> it took me a minute to connect the dots and then I was like oh and here lies an empty bottle of sriracha I feel like the smell would be the first thing that would hit you more than anything yeah I don't know there were probably other smells going on <laughs> we had spicy brown mustard so we how many soy sauce so you had to like crowd. be like now I have to do a keyboard test I want to see you with six uh keyboards I want you I want like a two-tiered three-tiered situation the next time I see you on stage yeah I I'm kind of like thinking about putting something together which uh-huh. is part of the reason I was like I think it would be fun to play a bunch at the same time mm-hmm. absolutely kind of like just like run around and smash <laughs> like Gallagher you know um, and I thought the racism I I think yeah and Andrea and I just went to see Lucius and they just went ahead and made themselves keytars mm-hmm. and I think that's yeah certainly not fucking keytar dude strap put a strap on one of those Fuckers. Even the broken one, just the broken mm-hmm. one, just for looks. <laughs> it's an accessory. Leave the sriracha on. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a yes. dramatic effect. But yes, we have touched on all the things that you you do now currently. Bit, but you're really here because of your service industry time. That's why you're on the show today. Oh yeah, my god! You really Who hooked, knew it would have brought me to this. You really hooked me. You you gave me like your elevator pitch of your service industry experience, which I think you just said I was Brooke. a dishwasher and got fired. Well, I but feel I was free to tell a us bartender. The, okay, I got so my first restaurant job. I was actually 14 years old, and my sister worked at this restaurant in Minnesota. It was off. Do you guys say Frontage Road? Some it yeah, depends. sure. Depending on where I'm at, yeah. Okay, Te- I took Texans that quiz. say that. Yeah. Okay, you can take a quiz where they can guess where mm-hmm. you're from by the link. Have you done that? I have, and they were like, "You're from Michigan, bitch," because we're like, yeah, same. yeah we're high. Mine was like, "You're from Minneapolis." So, have you done it, Andrea? Probably. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, I'll, I'll redo it. I'm like, do it. I don't know why right I'm now. so intense. Everyone at. stop. I'm like, I need to know that you did it. They're all like, you're from outer space. No, not really. <laughs> so anyway, I was working at this restaurant. It was, I was 14 and I was a host and it was like an Italian restaurant. And my sister got me the job because I, I was in high school. I didn't have any money, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to start making some dough. You're like, I want to buy, buy a Benetton sweater. I need to buy CDs and stuff from Victoria's Secret. Thank you. Right. 
I need to buy cucumber melon lotion. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was Mm -hmm. so hard to say. I need to buy cucumber melon lotion. And so I was working at this restaurant and I started getting calls, uh, say like asking to speak to the owner. His name was Jim. And there was all this kind of like chatter around the restaurant. And then I, one day I found out that the owner was indicted for bank fraud Okay. And he had been adding zeros to people's checks at the restaurant. Oh. So like if you paid, if you bought dinner for $80, it would be like $800 or $8,000. Oh, so he would go back and retroactively adjust. So they would get the correct baby. And this is like, this is only going to work so many times depending on their wealth, because I'm not big on double checking where the money went. Or if they, you know, overtip themselves, which was always like a worry or whatever. But oh my God. That's... I'm almost pos- I hope I don't get sued for libel for saying that. I mean, I, I hope Jim with no last nobody. name doesn't I find think us I, on I, this I, was, You know, I think many years have gone by and everything's, you know, I think <laughs> no one cares. But anyway, so so I worked there. Then I um there was like this cafe that I used to go to in high school that then became a restaurant called Cafe Barbat. And I was working at a retail store ne- next door that closed. This is a trend. I'm like, everywhere I work goes out of business. I don't know why. Surely it has nothing to do with me personally. But it was like in uptown Minneapolis, this place it was called Cafe Barbat. It went from a coffee shop called Cafe Weird and then it became Barbat. And they were like, we should hire Lizzie to work here because I-, I was there all the time anyway. And so I started working there and they hired me as a bartender and I had never bartended before. And I didn't even know how to open a bottle of wine. That's how (laughs) useless I was. And the very first day, the owner came in with her mom. They sat at the bar. They ordered wine. The owner was just watching me struggle. And she's this very powerful woman in, in Minneapolis she, she owns like, she, she's like a fortune 500 <laughs> person. And like, she's sitting there watching me struggle. I somehow broke the bottle opening it. And it was like <laughs> wine everywhere. And there, you know, she said, that's okay. That's okay. Mom, are you okay? So we had to get napkins for the mother as wine just oozed from the counter onto her sweet <laughs> The sweet her Talbots, woman. yeah, her Talbots, uh, you yes. know, wow. and she was probably like, "This is my restaurant, mom." Like it was a kind of a new restaurant since it switched over from the cafe. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to give her mom this great experience. I mean, I'm and, assuming, and they got Cooperman, and they got Cooperman. <laughs> so then, that's when the that's when the term was coined. <laughs> that was the that's the origin. <laughs> so then. The manager had a talk with me and was like, we're wondering if you would still work here if we demoted you to dishwasher. (laughs) And I said, yes, I absolutely. I was so relieved actually to be demoted to dishwasher because I was so stressed out. I feel like there are retail people and there are food service. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a retail. I'm totally not a fair. Service. Totally fair. Yeah. They're and still like weird. They're cousins. You know what I mean? They're in the same hemisphere of like shitty customers, but it's true. It's true. I like talking to people, seeing what they need. I like really taking it in and trying to figure that out. Like 
I like bodies and merchandise. Yeah. I do not like using the word ramekin. Like I just can't. <laughs> I remember that word the other day and I was like, oh. <laughs> I shuddered. <laughs> I know it's totally fair to be like, I don't like slippery things, open flames, right. sexual no. abusers who work in the back and scream at you. Oh. Then you come out to the front and then customers are diabolical. And yeah. when you, you know, it's, You're just it's like, I just want to fold sweaters. Is that so hard? <laughs> I forgot to tell you also. So, oh, yeah. so I was devoted to dishwasher and I loved it. I was still the dishwasher at this restaurant. It was like, I was still at the bar and like talking to people oh, and stuff. But it was you then. were kind of a bar back. Bar back. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was a bar back. So I would just rinse things and put them in a dishwasher. <laughs> like, like, and then carry pots and pans to the back. It was a dream. Gab, I mean, and then, and then people are like, can I get a glass of wine? You're like, I'm not allowed to do that. You're like, right. sorry, I'll I'm, do it. I've been demoted. You're like, I and forgot, I, get free, I get a free plate of food at the end of my shift too. Thanks. <laughs> so that job, there was so much garlic aioli. It was like when that became oh, yeah. popular mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, suddenly everyone's using that, having this with their fries. So it was a lot of rinsing aioli ramekins, oh. but then- when I moved to LA, I was a dishwasher again at a place called Larkins in Eagle Rock that um, oh, I'll have to look up where that used to be shut down. It was amazing. It was like fried chicken and it it was like kind of Southern style food, mm-hmm. like macaroni and stuff like that. And now, I was a dishwasher there. Now, yes. were you, do you mean a bar back or were you an actual dishwasher? Were you in back of that house? one? Back of house. Okay. Well, this is amazing because we haven't had a dishwasher uh, on the on the um, show since like our first few episodes where Mm -hmm. our friend James, you know, told us about his illustrious career. He was known as the dish pig, um, which (laughs) which was everyone called the dishwasher, the dish pig, um, where now I've learned a friendlier nickname for dishwashers is dishies. Ah. Calling you a dishy. Sure. Uh, Cause like it I sounds said, that's like that's they're called in Australia. There was all itty dishy, wearing a flamey. They just eat everything. You guys know that. It's so cute. <laughs> so you can you can help and you can agree or disagree with any of this. Um, uh, what's the word? Advice I've sourced from Reddit. I follow a Reddit thread, um, all about dishwashers, and <gasps> it's a community for people who dishwash in restaurants. It's a, com- it's a support group. <laughs> it totally is. And my favorite thing about their Reddit thread, I, I screen grabbed it, but forgot to put it in here, is is dishwashers not to be mistaken for machines. Is their slogan? Hmm. They nice. are people who do this job. So. Just recently, recently, uh, a user new to the community, uh, a user named Dank Dude, of course. Hey, Dank Dude, Dank underscore Dude. He posed to the group in the community. I start my first shift in two days. Is there anything or any tips I should know before I go in? Andrea, you want to toggle down some of these tips and we can uh, see if Lizzie agrees or Mm -hmm. okay. Okay, so uh, wear the apron. Like, wear an apron. I cannot stress this one hard enough. Lizzie, did you did you wear the apron? I wore a bottom apron. Oh, oh, well, you were you were behind the bar. But wait, wait. But when you were at Larkin's, full apron or still bottom apron? I don't remember. I feel like I was. I feel like there was not an apron at Larkin's. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. And at Barbette, I do remember, I know I didn't wear a top apron at least because I got in trouble for wearing the same Las Vegas t-shirt every day. <laughs> we also, I didn't realize, you know, when you're like, this is a fine outfit for work. And yeah. then I've been, I've gotten in trouble about wardrobe at, this happened to me at the Pottery Barn too. I guess you could see my thong sticking out of my um, Lizzie, um, you're whale tailing over here. And whale tailing. That's just not, not a good look for PB, I've if you know what I'm saying. I've never heard that before. I've never heard whale tail. Oh, that's, that's called so the whale. Funny. You've never heard whale tail? Oh, yeah. Because that's what it looks I like. I did not know. I worked at Pottery Barn during the time of low rise. Yes. And the whale tail, hence mm -hmm. the origin of yes. the whale tail. Mm -hmm. the, everybody, the they were khakis, too. Oh, God. And, and I actually like got in trouble there because... <laughs> I can't even my history with khakis is so complex as well. Just like I feel like the more khakis you have, the worse place you are in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's their true statement. And then that also I feel like for black pants and I hate to go off topic, but okay. when improv groups all have to wear black. Oh, pants, yeah. No, no, for sure. You can see who's doing well and who's not. By That's for faded. fucking sure, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, wow, this like this person's been on this team for 12 years. Oh like, it's like the rings of a tree like, inside. I, the Jason Chin, RIP, was my coach at Improv Olympic in Chicago. And he was very like he had teams that they all wore like dress pants and dress suits or whatever. And I was wearing like really cute, like flared, like. You know, like a little like kicky flare jean, like a little bootleggy with a cute like Urban Outfitters t-shirt for a show and cute. And he was like, mm -mm, you can't. And I looked at my teammate and he had like schlubby faded black shitty pants on. And I was like, wait a sec. He was so those wearing days are like over with improv. Now you can wear whatever you want. And it's I don't like where it's gone. You can be at, you can just wear like your fucking no. pajamas and sweats on stage. New improv now. And I no, I don't I don't like you're wrong, it. actually. Not at West Side Comedy. Oh, or they have do they have a strict dress code there? No, I know there's a group called Mission Improbable. That oh, has a yes. Uniform, they're they're so. like they wear suits and shit. They've been around right. for a long time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anyway, that's amazing. All right. So the second uh tip uh when starting a new dishwasher gig is take a shower after the shift. <laughs> Wait, and then it says wear gloves. Like, are these separate or are you supposed to be wearing? These were there, yeah. Wear gloves in the shower. Wear gloves or in the shower. Wear gloves during your shift, you know. then shower after you go home. Mm -hmm. Just because you're getting sprayed with water from a dish pit does not mean you're clean. Okay, so that's really good advice, especially when it's aioli water. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I think oh, it just depends on what kind of night. You know, is it, a, is it a light night? Is it a heavy night? Who knows? You know, I think you no. know if you need to shower at the end of a shift. We've all been there. No, I'm saying I disagree. You disagree okay, that you so don't need to take a shower. That counted as the shower. Oh, the gloves. Okay. <laughs> I think that it's grosser to wear gloves and then have the water, water. in them. It doesn't work. Mm. It's, there's no way you can really get in there and scrub a pan with water going if you're wearing gloves. I think just like raw dog it. Yeah. 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 It's true. And I mean, your, your shit's going to get broken no matter what. Your skin's right. going to change. <laughs> If you're a dishwasher, what if I had a claw? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I haven't shown. I yet mean, on it's Zoom. just you're putting stress on your on your your hands, and it's just it's just going to be different. I'm sure there'll be like right. 
they'll be like puckered, you know, they'll be like George Pruney, you know, hands like at first, but then like you'll, you're, you'll get used to it. All right, here we go. Let's keep going. Your first day will suck because you will be in a new environment and have to find your way or ask chefs where to put stuff away. Do the best you can and have fun. Also do pots and pans simultaneously with plates and other small stuff. The day goes quickly when you do that. Hmm. Does this sound familiar at all to you? Not leaving the pots and pans to the end. Right. (laughs) I don't, I'm really disagreeing with a lot of these tips. I have to say because the pans need to soak. Right. Depending on. I, I, I'm kind of not really vibing with this thread. That's fine. What was your system? What was Mm -hmm. your, your system? Because I'm sure everyone has their own system. I mean, it's been a long time and I have to say, I don't have a dishwasher now. And constantly I'm just like, there's a piece of cauliflower rice on this bowl still. Like I'm not good at the job. That's the thing is I was never good at even that. Totally. Yes. I would say I would soak things until they would be like, I need that pan for, you know, until I was hard crafts. Fine. See, that's the thing too. And I can kind kind of summarize. And so like, if this doesn't apply to you, these are maybe other people who do dishwash or are trying to understand the plight of their dishwasher that they work mm-hmm. with. Cause we are after all, you know, right. a, a, uh, a team. Um, but basically here's some advice. If the server dumps and run, don't be afraid to speak up and tell them to do their jobs correctly. We all appreciate a good plate scrape. That's the rules. Right. Um, Basically, yeah, you can bring your earbuds, a little speaker, because you're usually tucked so far back. But if you are a bar back, don't do that, because that means you're playing a competing uh, track of music <laughs> against the house music. Um, oh, my God. That's so funny. So funny if they did that. Um, no, no, no. I'm like in my little dish pit. And they're like, you're behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a lot. Now, did you wear no slip shoes, Lizzie? Was that a big thing for you to have to wear do you even or just something like, tells me I the answer is no you know no. <laughs> I put so little like I always am like this is fine like I always just think it's fine but it, it wasn't I think also the first place I worked was kind of like um upscale mm-hmm. I mean they both were actually but I was behind the bar or behind right uh, what's it called in back yeah mm-hmm. for the second job but So I kind of had to dress up. That's why the Las Vegas t-shirt was a no-no. I did wear it with like black, like wide leg pants. I thought it was a cute outfit. And I was like, this is just what I'm wearing. But maybe they didn't want to advertise Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Or just, you know, there was no, they're just like no shirts with like any words on them or whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Nothing like that. Can, I actually didn't know we had a we had a meeting and I didn't even know that was directed toward me. And my friend was like, that's because of your Las Vegas T-shirt. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's me. You know, and you're just like at a meeting. Just you got Cooperman. <laughs> um, the whole staff got Cooperman. So did everyone at the Pottery Barn when they could see your song. They got Cooperman. So hard. Um, you guys. Can I just slip in real quick? I also worked at TGI Fridays. Oh, Oh, yeah. Double back. I've had a million jobs, though, so so we we don't even have to go to that. But I feel like I have to say TGI Fridays, that was the worst one. Mm -hmm. Did they let you on the floor for that one? Or were you washing (laughs) dishes? That one, I was an SPG, a smiling people greeter. What the fuck is that? Have you never had a Fridays employee on here? Uh, No. No. 
I was just going to say, Andrea, we have so many Applebee's workers it's, we're, come we're, through. We're inundated with old Applebee's employees. <laughs> but oh, this is a TGI wow. Fridays. Is Actually, that should have been our golden goose the whole time, Andrea. And here it is. It's so, all right. Yes, a S- can I just tell you something bad about it? Yes. Yes. Or do you want to keep going through the dishwasher? Oh, no. no we don't. Let's all give it. <laughs> okay. I worked at TGI Fridays. I was a smiling people greeter. And it was the most racist. I worked at the, I worked in Boston on Newberry Ah, street. There you go. And it was an, like an, an actual nightmare. And I didn't even get to wear the um, suspenders or anything. No flair for you. I had to wear a red polo shirt. I fell in love with a waiter who moved without telling me (laughs) I was like actively dating. (laughs) But anyway, What's a people smiling very people racist greeter. Thing. Is it a host? Yeah, like, yeah it's what? the host. Okay, yeah. but that's what they call them. Yes. But let me see. Let me see what you. happened to the see what happened to the profession of Mater D. It like right. the job. What are they got, called? It, bartenders? It is there is there a different so, name for every position that they yes. like renamed? There's something called a dub dub, which I think is like a step between. I don't remember if that's the name of the waiter is a dub dub or if that's. <laughs> Not quite a busser, not a waiter, but just the person who brings out your food. I know there's food something runner. called a dub dub. Uh, maybe a food runner. Um, yeah, we're food runner. going to fully unpack this oh, and investigate yeah. TGI Fridays after, after, and we might have to call you back, but we'll let you oh, know. Oh, okay. yeah. I just have to tell you quickly. So oh, yeah. the waiters there tell us slowly. discriminated against anyone from Europe, anyone who wasn't like, They'd be like, thanks for putting the United Nations in my se- section oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Just awful. And and so finally I told the manager, because I was really uncomfortable mm-hmm. with it. And especially because they would like strong arm me with who to seat and not of seat course. in there. And this is, this is classic server behavior. Mm-hmm. We've never, never fully unpacked the discriminatory practices that waiters are very, very guilty of. That's Mm -hmm. still on our list. It's just like, it's going to take a lot of care and a lot of voices to represent it. Uh, Absolutely. Because, yeah, it's bad for, I mean, I've given examples of, and discrimination can be, you know, obviously in America, we think of white servers complain and they don't want black tables, which is a very real thing. Um, yes. And because, oh, black people don't chip. And it's like, that's not fucking true. But then I worked in uh, Mediterranean restaurants and Arabic restaurants where everyone was racist against Indians. And that was the insane racism. So I was like, I don't understand what's happening. So everyone, because I was a white girl who didn't understand their level of, you know, nitpicking with each other. So they would purposely sit all the Indian customers with me because I didn't have a bone to pick because I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a white girl and we're terrible to people of color, you know, and it was like my intro to racism yes. was TGI Fridays. Yes. It's much. the first I time mean, you really hear it outright. I never experienced yes. any of my friends in high school being rotten. And then the minute I entered the service industry, I was like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. So I told the manager and she called a meeting. And she was so dim. This was her speech that she gave us. We all had to meet in back, out back by the dumpsters. And she goes, okay, guys, let me ask you something. If someone, if an alien came into the restaurant, and I was like, this is not the right analogy. People are not aliens. Like she wouldn't just address the issue. She goes, 
how would you treat a Martian if they sat in your section? (laughs) And that was my breaking point when I thought, I just can't be a part of this anymore. I tried to do something about it. Wow. I tried to complain to the dub dub on duty. Right. And... (laughs) We got nowhere. Listen, I am a seasoned SPG and I demand to talk to the dub dub. Ah, I'm a seasoned SPG. It's like, if a Martian, look, I, if a Martian came and sat in your section, look, I believe something's out there. I'm a huge, you know, I know that I'm a D- David Duchovny head right now. I know that this show is really popular right now. Why can't I think of the show name? Help. X-Files. X-Files. Thank you, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, Wallace. Like she was just an X-Files. I was like, I'm just keep naming things about it till someone says the show. Yeah, she's probably just really into X-Files. Oh and the only analogy she could think of. It's hard to be. That place was so gross. The microwaves, the fudge. There was a big, there was a new dessert where you had to like, mm. I was always. Probably called like Fudge like, Mountain, you know. Fudge Tunnel. <laughs> Fudge Mountain. Dub Dub Fudge Bar. <laughs> you sound like Jar Jar Binks. You sound like a fucking Star Wars character talking. It right does now. sound like what he would. That does sound like that language. Dub Dub, um, that- Dub, Dub Fudge Bar. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. God, now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe dishwasher, dishwashing maybe was the richer experience. It's the same I do for think so. sometimes. Oh my God. From being a fucking smiling people greeter where you just are dealing with like the horror or just alone listening to your own tunes, cover, just wet and just washing dishes, just removing the pain and making things clean. That mm. sounds like a much more therapeutic position. I really enjoyed the dishwashing. I I found it to be very zen, repetitive. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. that can be like really a really good mental health space too. And like, and again, I'm sorry that I'm like dipping back yeah. into the Reddit thread. But some of the upsides, if you've ever thought like maybe I'm too good to be a dishwasher, well, check out the minimum wage in your state. Like here right now, it's seventeen dollars an hour if you want to start dishwashing. And the upsides people are saying is like you're generally left to your own devices. Unless, yes. Unless you're at a rush, then they people might be throwing a pan that they need washed and given back to them immediately. But basically, you don't take any of the work drama with you. No. Um, Slow days are incredibly delightful and you still make your wage. Uh, You don't need a ton of training or skill. If you just need to do something for money, this is great. And the kitchen gives you free food. You always get the Mm -hmm. best meal. We talked about that, that the, the kitchen feeds the dishwashers exceptionally well. And the kitchen kisses your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but basically we even had someone say, I do it for $14 an hour, but I also do more than just dishes. I get free food and booze every shift. And the owners even bailed me out of jail one time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, if you're short a line cook, you can get through it. If you don't have anybody washing dishes, oh, you're so fucked. There's you're nothing. So, mm-hmm. You are. You can yeah. go to jail and get bailed out because they fucking need you in that mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. They brought me to the Las Vegas jail by accident. <laughs> Is that <laughs> where you got sure. the shirt? <laughs> Is my joke that I just made. Uh, oh, I thought it, I'm like. <laughs> I was like, wait, did you go to jail like, in Las I, Vegas? Did okay. you really go to jail? Like, oh my god! No, I was saying it because of the shirt. Oh um, yeah, and I said it because of the. It was there were two. There were two very dumb Vegas shirt jokes. Yours uh, is much better, Andrew. Before before we go, this has been. 
an amazing conversation. Oh, and I, I haven't knew laughed it would be. this hard on an episode. <laughs> and no offense to like anything or anybody. This has just been like, I'm just, I've been having so much fun. <laughs> but so that is just what can we say? You have to check out Lizzie's podcast. Mm-hmm. She's yes, a rye and a half. Give them the soft pitch of why this is such an unusual and fun podcast. Oh my gosh. So I'm basically crowdsourcing my life. So every week um, I talk, I have two dis- two choices that the listeners vote between. And I talk to experts on either side of the choice and I chat with guests and then uh, I turn it over to whoever's listening and they vote. And then I do the thing like within 24 hours and I've done crazy things. Give us a few examples so far. I mean, I now I, I don't want to spoil right, anything. Okay. By the way, and I don't reveal the results of what happened until the next episode where I talk about what happened, but I mean, I'll spoil early days. Sure. Like, that, they that's say all- that on Love Island. And yeah, I right. it up. I'm like, so it's still early days. Um, but I mean, I now have a life coach, a double ear pierce. (laughs) (laughs) I spent a lot of money on lottery tickets. Mm -hmm. Okay. Scary, scary. And, uh, yeah, this week is, um, whether I collaborate with this live streaming guy or I, I, go to this jujitsu workshop. So people are going to be, the episode just came out today. If you want to listen to it and then vote, but it's been wild. That's That's, amazing. It's like choose your own adventure, but with my life, it's also been a a little exhausting and uh, driven me insane. There have been a couple of weeks where I'm like, this is (laughs) (laughs) my own doing. I'm doing it to myself, you know? Uh, that's funny. We will. Oh, anyway, we would love yeah. to share. We could. Um. Maybe we could drop your trailer into an upcoming episode. We that's would love so to do nice. That. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. That's so sweet. So fun. Thank um, you so much so, for having so me. You yeah. are welcome. We love you. You're welcome back, especially when Likewise, we do a deeper you. dive into TGI Fridays. Which how did we sleep on this? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do a whole new episode specifically that you'll be our on our, our point person or dub dub if you will i Uh, never (laughs) thought it would serve any purpose so that makes me so happy uh well guys we'll be back you're welcome and we'll be back next week and you know what we say at the end of each episode andrea uh godspeed and good tips talk to you soon